Hello, tribe, and welcome to the High Order Podcast. This podcast is all about finding yourself through mindset and movement. We dive into the philosophy of life, meaning, purpose, and the importance of physical activity. Enjoy the journey. Hello, tribe. Today, we're going to dive into talking about a furniture-free home. And this is something that uh, Matt kind of got me on to maybe when I kind of first met him and hung out with him and going to his house and seeing him lack uh, some furniture, but ultimately changing the posture of way the way that we kind of hang out. And it's something that I'm slowly adapting into my house. In general, I don't have much furniture, but I'm going to be taking that next step. And it's a good idea to talk about it now so I can talk about the experience going through it. And later down the road, it's another topic to talk about. But uh, Matt, you're kind of the one who actually brought this idea up to me uh, a while ago. So I'm going to let you roll with it. and, And let's talk a little bit about why... Do we want to limit our furniture in our house? Well, I first got onto this topic of uh, removing some of the furniture in your home by a lady named Katie Bowman, K-A-T-Y, last name Bowman, B-O-W-M-A-N. She's a biomechanist. She's a movement nerd. Um, she's awesome. She's just a wealth of knowledge. But she has a cool YouTube video out on... Um, her home. She walks you through her home because when she started talking about this idea of a furnitureless home a few years ago, when I first heard about it, there was so much traction in the media that um, she found it was necessary to kind of do a little tutorial. Cause she just had so many questions like, you don't have a couch. Oh my God. How do you relax? Or you don't have a wooden chair from the 17th century at a 90 degree angle that hurts your back and butt. How do you sit down and um, eat your dinner? So I kind of went down that rabbit hole and um, started to uh, also uh, do a little experimentation on myself just um, when it comes to um, coming home and um, sitting in furniture like I, like I used to or and then feeling how stiff and sore I was versus... Uh, removing some of those, some of that furniture over the years and feeling the benefits in terms of just uh, less pain, less stiffness, um, less of a need for corrective exercises to sort or, or exercise in general, just to sort of make myself feel better. Like generally, just a better um, upon waking in the morning, just feeling a little bit less pain, a little bit less stiff. And a lot of that was was as a result of just modifying my home environment and removing some of the actual furniture. Now we're talking like, do I have a couch? Yes, I have a couch. But um, I used to have a much bigger couch <laughs> and it used to be way comfier than the one I have now. And the one I have now is, is pretty much just like a, a trophy item there in case people visit. And it's a lot less comfortable, meaning I don't want don't really want to sit in there for that long anyway because you just feel uncomfortable in it. I also removed my dining room table, my dining room chairs, my chairs from my kitchen table. We have a kitchen table. Um, everything is pretty much floor-based for the most part. And uh, I don't want to move too fast through this. 
Yeah. Guts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so one thing is, I, I guess we forgot to tell you kind of like the purpose of that. So the reason that transitioning to a furniture free home is good is uh, because it's going to save you time because the way, I, the way I look at it in the sense that when you remove the furniture from your, your house or some of the furniture from your house, what, and uh, replace it with stuff that causes you to do more standing all the way up, getting all the way to the ground, you're implementing like movement into your body, especially into your legs that we don't usually take, uh, that, that we normally do on a day-to-day basis. So a person who's sitting at a, uh, a table all day long or on the couch watching uh, a TV, you're putting your body in a relaxed position, which is like equal to you going to bed. The entire body is like accustomed to this relaxation of your, your knees that are probably not even at 90 degrees sitting on a couch and bad posture with your spine, your hips, and your glutes don't even have to work. And uh, when that, that happens, we're, we're losing the benefit of moving. So what, ha- what people were doing who were still in fitness is now we're spending the time to go and do mobility. So now we have to incorporate that into our workout. And if you don't, you're going to be feeling even tighter after doing your workouts and your squats. Your squat depth already kind of hurts. Why? Because you're not really ever squatting like that depth throughout the day. So the goal is, is to create an environment that you spend time in, especially right now, that causes you to do a lot of full range motion of your muscles without having to designate time to do this as part of your work. Oh man, I don't want to do my mobility work. Oh, I don't want to do my stretching. I don't want to do like all that other stuff. The reason we have to do this is because we have the luxurious environment that we live in. And this is something that we talked about like way back, um, talking about how we don't, we don't utilize our muscles, the full range of motion. We live in the comfort of nice, comfy shoes, comfy couch, thick bed. That's nice and soft that we sink into. And it's just blowing out our posture. So instead of having to set off designated time to do these movements to improve our posture, we can adapt our living environment at home to accommodate those needs that we have. And then all of a sudden, one, we're reducing pain. We're doing more movement throughout the day that we're already going to be doing, right? We're already going to be like sitting down to eat. We'll sit on the ground to eat instead, you know? Um, And and so we're incorporating these type of movement drills into our life without having to designate time and make it a chore to add on to our already busy lives. Yeah. And, you know, going back to, we said this in a prior podcast, um, we sort of got a little bit ethereal maybe and asked the question like, who are you? Or at least I did. And one of the, one of the things you are is, is you are your environment. You are your mind, your body, your spirit, but you are also your environment and your environment, it can place constraints on your movement. Um, it's always constraining your, your movement. It's always constraining your movement, whatever environment you find yourself in, it's constraining it in some way, shape or form, but it's also allowing for movement freedom too. So I found that the more furniture that you have, the more, the less space you have in your home and the less freedom of movement you have as well. And it's there, the furniture is kind of like, 
a metaphor for a handicap or a cane or like a wheelchair, for example, where orthotics, orthotics. Yeah, sure. So it's, it's like sort of, um, allowing you to sort of, uh, uh, see being, it's, it's pretty much, it's weak. It's, it's weakening you over time. Yeah. You know, it's weakening your body. It's weakening your spirit. It's weakening your, a lot of things. We can take that down the rabbit hole and connect all that maybe in another podcast, but First and foremost, it's weakening your musculoskeletal system. It's weakening. Um, it, it's it's causing a lot of um, resting tension when you just sort of collapse into these. Um, these, w- we look at soft and fluffy pillows and couches and mattresses as being a good thing, but, and the same this goes with shoes as well. When you when you bolster up your body. Um, you actually have a lot of, uh, you feel like you're resting, but your body sometimes uh, can trick you and because what it's actually doing is it's trying to hold itself stable because it's so unstable. So an example would be like really, really high, thick shoes, like Hoka shoes. If you uh, go barefoot for a long period of time and then you put on these shoes, you'll realize that, yeah, they might feel good immediately, but over time, what's happening is you're, you're uh, allowing for your natural mechanisms of your, of your foot uh, to be, uh, they're being engineered out of your body, those functions, and that's going to catch up to you in a lot of ways. You're not and, having a response yeah. from the ground to your foot. So yeah, you, 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 you have like, you know, uh, I'm going to totally jack this up because I'm, I'm really good at like misquoting stats but your foot should have like uh i think it's like 33 muscles don't call me on it something like that um into the foot alone and if you're touching the ground with your bare foot it's getting a reaction to the ground and it's sending a signal to your brain that's saying to use those muscles when you put that thick shoe on it doesn't need to send any signals to the brain to actually use the foot because it's comforted by this thick sole so you could step on whatever you want and there's no feedback to what's going on. Yeah. And then also you have other uh, functions that are slowly becoming dormant because it feels as though, Oh, I can just turn off. I don't need to perform this, this, uh, this, the, the, my, if you're walking barefoot, what you're doing is you're performing. um, You have functions in your foot and in your body that allow you to absorb impact in an optimal way where because this, these are the functions you're born with, but when you start to uh, bolster your body with thick shoes, and this is the same thing with like a really thick sofa, a really thick cushioned uh, seated position, a really thick, thick cushioned uh, bed, um, a similar phenomenon, if you want to call it, happens where you start to um, you start to remove some of these functions of your body to sort of hold itself um, in that position, like it's biologically, uh, meant to do, uh, we're, we're, we've never had thick, thick cushions in the history of humanity until very recent. So one of the symptoms that occurs over time is that you might feel actually, uh, more stiff if you sleep, um, on a really cushioned bed, for example, for a long period of time. And sometimes the body feels like it has it has like a little bit of hypertension in it because it's trying to hold itself stable because it's sort of like floating. And this is not this is not for everybody. This is not like you know this is a case for every single human being. 
But uh, the point is, is that uh, you're meant to sleep on the ground, our bodies. You know, we're meant to sleep on harder surfaces. We're meant to uh, sit know, on the ground or, it, or it, squat it, down to, to hang out. Like, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't want to get too off track, but let's go back to furnitureless house. So anything that's uh, sort of outsourcing your natural movement and your natural capacities and ranges of motion, it's not inherently bad. But what happens is we get sort of uh, in a dreamlike state where we've, we just adapt over time to using these things so much. And we believe that uh, it's, it's normal and okay. And we develop all these pains and symptoms of, um, we call it, they might manifest into injuries or uh, whatever you call it, whatever you call it. And a lot of them are contributed to just a slow cumulative breakdown of natural functions as a result of these handicaps we put in our environment so i and one of the, my motives from removing some furniture was i want to remove all the things that are uh, handicapping my life things like uh, chairs you know i get plenty of sitting um <laughs> i have lots of optional sitting in my job and other areas of my life when i'm driving places we get plenty of times in our life where if you feel like you need to sit, just go get in your car because we have to sit in cars. So when I get home, the last thing I want to do is sit. Now, my body might feel like it wants to do that because it's sort of stuck in that 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 uh, that geometry and it, it feels comfortable because it's it has such a limited range of motion that when you get into that range of motion that it's used to being in, it's almost like, ah, I feel okay here. But what you, what you got to embrace is this idea that... Um, expanding those ranges and having a large variety in your geometries, your body geometries every day is going to allow for you to feel that, ah, no matter what geometry you're in, like right now we're sitting Indian style and I feel fine because this is something I do often. And uh, floor sitting, let's go down, um, let's use floor sitting as, a, and as, a, as an example, how we can, um, so let's say you remove your, your seated uh, chairs and couches in, in your home, like tomorrow, right? Like, so, and, and, and then let's say you want to sit down and you want to relax. Like, let's talk about floor sitting as like 101. Like that would be the first thing that you would start to embrace more in your house after you get rid of your furnitures. How would we start? Yeah. I, and a good example is, you know, I'm going to give two examples. The first time, like I started realizing that I'm doing something wrong with my body but not even realizing it is when I was uh, stationed in Korea in 2006, 2007. Uh, if you go over to a person's, like a Korean's house, they they sleep on a very thin mat, is their bed, they usually roll up. And they're always sitting on the ground, or you know, you go to Japan, you go to a restaurant, you're sitting on a floor cushion with a low table. Their entire environment is still very very much based around keeping that body moving yes they have tons of technology but they haven't forgotten the roots and it was a big like eye-opener for me i'm like man this actually like, feels really good when you actually hang out in those positions it loosens up the body and it might be a little bit tough to hang out there but i noticed it when i was in you know living in asia but if you look here in america a good example is look at kids. Kids will opt 
you know, young kids will opt to sit on the ground and watch a TV, then sit on a couch. What they use the couch for? To jump on. What do they use yeah. a bed for? To jump on. They don't want to hang out in a bed. They don't want to hang out on a couch because it's they're not their the, the human's natural, uh, you know, tendency. You know, we want to move. We want to sit on the ground because it feels good for them. They haven't built up the compensation in the body. But one thing that we just start off doing is just trying to sit on the ground. You're going to get a load onto the body. You're going to get the hips in a certain position. You're going to get the legs to, you're going to feel a stretch. If you go and sit on the ground, you're going to feel a stretch no matter what for most people. And it might be hard. You're going to have to constantly change up your position. Um, where kids will sit Indian style for hours or with their legs out or they just they just go with the flow of what their body tells them. No one's telling them to sit on the ground. No one's forcing them to sit on the couch. But they go with what their body wants to do. And then when we get into that compensation, that's when we just resort to those couches. So, like, I think floor sitting is a huge thing just to start with. You know, yeah. you don't have to remove the furniture from your house, but at the same time... Sitting on the ground might be hard, but you could even just do a little bit of elevation, right, to start. Or even like a floor cushion, right? Yeah, what, what are some sort of uh, mental hang-ups that people have when they first hear um, somebody say, hey, why don't you try sitting on your floor at your house instead of in a chair? What are some immediate reactions you might get? Well, From folks that have like grown up in cultures like this one where there's chairs everywhere you look in a home. Well, one, most people don't like sitting on the ground because it's hard to get down and up off the ground, right? So yeah, f- physically, it is a physically sort of uncomfortable sensation of doing that. So that's one. And then I would add another one is just uh, a sort of um, insecurity because they, um, I, <laughs> I guess maybe I'm projecting a little bit here, but I'm, but I'm not. But a, a lot of folks look at, floor sitting it's being some some sort of like inferior uh they judge it you know what i mean as uh what do you uh where'd you grow up in another country like i don't want to sound too like disrespectful here but they'll throw out sort of like uh derogatory terms well it could be just stereotypes too in stereotypes general. that's um yeah, yeah. yeah thanks be, you covered me there yeah, that's not derogatory yeah. you gotta go straight there yeah 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 yeah, yeah it could be uh stereotypes that 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 you know fit but it's so we're, we're worried about how others will judge us, too. Like, I'm closer to the ground. There's dirt on the ground. I can't eat sitting in this right. position. Like, eat off your coffee table, you know? Yeah. And uh, so we have this, um, maybe it's a little bit of an insecurity. Maybe it's a stereotype you're holding on to. But it's also a physical symptom of um, aches and pains getting down on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if you fall into any of those categories, <clears throat> try um, starting off uh, really easy by maybe scooching your butt off the couch if you're on a couch and um, maybe just descending off the edge of your couch a couple inches and get some uh, some flexion in your big toe, your ankle, a little bit of load in those joints, your knee, your hip. Um, start, start there. Maybe put your hands on the back of the couch and make that a project of yours. Say, I'm going to make a goal here. Pretend this is like a workout program. I have a 12-week workout program to get me sitting on the floor again because I want to try this out to see if this will help my aches and pains and make it make um, uh, make my workouts feel a little bit better. I don't need to show up 20 minutes early to stretch and mobilize every time I hit the gym now. 
Andrew and Matt said this might work for me, so I'm going to try it out. So step one is let's let's try basic gradual easing into the movement. It's the same as same principle as like heading into a squat, and you've yeah. never squatted before. Yeah, and, and the same thing going back to Asia, they 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 can hang out in a squat for extended periods of time where most Americans can't hang out in a squat in the bottom of a squat for a long period of time. That's their natural resting position is the bottom of the squat. They need to take a break from standing. They squat down and hang out there. And then no one's doing that here in America. Everyone's like, right. Oh, where's the chair? I need a wall to lean on. So well, I need, yeah. uh, give me, give me yeah. anything to lean on right. or sit right. down. And I guarantee you, no one's like, Oh, let me hurry up and sit down on the ground. They go, what's something I could sit down on to take a break? Here, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. yeah. And so, well, so even if you just baby steps, you know, like like people you're meals, talking just about, sit, sit for sit on the ground and eat at your coffee table three times a day, or sure. two, I mean, or two times a day. It's a good way to start of you getting to the ground a short period of time, and right there is a great way to do it. Like, yeah, you can lower yourself down like you're talking yeah. about, Matt, or you know, sit on something, like pull the cushion off your couch and put that on the ground and sit on the ground. Mm -hmm. You can sit Indian style. You can sit with like the, you know, your butt to your heels, your knees bent, whatever way you want. Like, there's, there's no perfect way to sit on the ground. Yeah. So sitting on the ground doesn't, it, whatever image you conjure up in your head of uh, a phobia of sitting cross-legged like a Buddha. And that's the only, that's the only ground sitting posture that we're advocating. Well, we're not because that there's about there's like 20 or 30 I, I hate putting a number on it but there's a ton of different positions you can be in on the floor you don't have to be sitting indian style and uh think about how bad your knees are going to hurt so then you avoid doing it you know yeah. there's a million different positions we, we probably switched it up 10 times since we've been recording yeah and they're all they all feel really good right they're yeah. they're mobilizing positions they also um they also have um, a sort of ancillary effect of just uh, keeping your your brain firing, um, and some people would you know that maybe maybe it doesn't uh, right off the bat because you're just not used to it. So when you do do it, it feels like a lot of cognitive work to like keep yourself upright, and you're in pain. And you um, anyone who's meditated for the for the first time and they're not using a chair can attest to this. They're just they're trying to follow their breath or whatever whatever type they're doing, and they're just focused on that ache in their back, yeah. their hip. And the, it's just like training any sort of um, geometry. It, it, you cultivate it over a slow... Um, you build up um, slowly over time. And it's the same thing with ground sitting. Um, the beautiful thing about it is that there's dozens of positions. And the second you feel like you can't tolerate, just move any part of your body a fraction of an inch and it changes up the forces going through your body in that moment. Um, I think it helps me think better and I'm, I'm just kind of a, and this goes out to anybody listening that's like sort of high strung. I'm a little bit like on the high strong end of the spectrum anyway. So it really, it helps me um, think better just daily from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed, just, um, not being stuck in a idle single geometry for long periods of time and my body feels better uh, over time every day every week every month just generally speaking it feels better that's coming from someone who 
who grew up you know, um, sitting a lot in, you know, your conventional um, Western sort of um, modern furniture ridden environment, you know, and people who, who grew up in other cultures that didn't, they didn't have to sort of, uh, they didn't have to even think about this conversation because they didn't have to, um, th they weren't conditioned by chairs to begin with. So it doesn't even pop up in their head to think about ground sitting. You know, it, it's like you were talking about earlier, like we're having to sort of admit that we're, we, we may have been <laughs> making years of mistakes up until this point in terms of just being too sedentary in certain positions. And now we're sort of detraining that out of us and it's never too late. I don't care how old you are. You can always, you can always get that out of your system. That sort of, I need to be sitting all the time sensation you have. It's, it's really not your fault. It's, it's a, it's a symptom of the conditioning of our culture in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and I, I, the other thing is, is like, I always look to kids to learn from because no one's telling them what to do, you know, in, in terms of what they should be doing with their body. They're just going with it. Another thing that kids do a lot is they dance, right? They dance, they move around, they're, they have little cartwheels. They're always moving, walking on like, you know, uh, curbs and all that other stuff. Like, so once again, they, they're, they're always putting movement into their life and finding it fun one way or another. And then when they're not having, or when they're, when they're not out quote unquote playing, they're usually sitting on the ground or, you know, standing and watching the TV if, if the TV is on or, or, you know, or something like that. They're, they're always putting their like load on their body one way or another, rather than sitting in the couch and stuff like that. But and the difference between kids and adults is not just age. And I wanted to add this in because you referenced kids a couple times, but there's an important, really important link here between just saying, I look to children for, for cues on this sort of topic. And that's that it's not because we are just gotten older and we're adults that we don't sit like kids do or move like kids do with the frequency of movement. It's due to our environment along with other things. There's genetics, there's, there's all kinds of things, folks, but let's not get too critical. You know, it's our environment. You know, a lot of kids are put into shoes and chairs by the time they're three years old or even sooner. And that, that natural tendency, if you look in other cultures, other areas of the world where uh, through acculturation that didn't occur, you'll see that um, people that are our age, adults, well into their 50s, 60s, even 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s, if you look at blue zones, uh, they're, they're still moving in a similar in a similar uh, way that kids are. They still have similar frequencies yeah. of movement that kids are because their environment did not handicap a lot of their movement variety. And um, one last thing on this is that they didn't know any different. And it, this can be a really kind of a stressful thing for a lot of people because we're having this topic of discussion and it feels like a chore. It's like, now I have to, you're asking me to change the way I live, man. This is like... This is my day-to-day, -day, this is my home, my sanctuary. Like, you can't get in my home now. But, folks, that, that is the key to longevity. That's the key to just um, being aware, being aware of your life and how it impacts your health. You got to sit down and look at every nuanced aspect of your life. And this is just one of those aspects.
Yeah, so so let's dive back into uh, different techniques, different things we can do at our house to keep up with that movement. I mean, it's a really good time to like start practicing this stuff now with the you know with so many people at home. Um, so that's kind of like why we're bringing this topic up. It's a really good idea to just like try and start implementing these things because more or less, if you are a person who is you know quarantined to their house. You're probably doing a lot of sitting in the couch and, and laying in a bed and, you know, maybe going out for a nature hike and run, but you're coming right back into the vehicle where you're sitting down, you're driving back to the house just to sit down. Sure. Um, so, you know, like I, I watched uh, Katie Bowman's tour of her house and it was really funny because I didn't like bring up Katie Bowman, but I told you like, hey, let's like talk about like, you know, the furniture free house and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, Katie Bowman, she does a tour of her house. And I'm like, that's exactly the video I, like, I watched. And it was, it was just funny because, yeah. like, one thing that's really cool is she's always looking at ways to, once again, like, stick with more of that barefoot to get that connection with the ground. So we're having that response that sends back to the brain. And as much as I don't like feet, I am fascinated with feet because they are so important. We spend all of our time either on our feet or in our bed for all of our life. And if we start taking away a lot of that foot movement, we're, we're going to have more issues. I mean, that's why I, I, I dived into like, you know, you too, like, you know, you use correct, you know, toes or uh, the foot collective. They have some toe spreaders and putting in toe spreaders, you know, starting off with 10 minutes a day. And now I can hang out in a couple hours with them um, doing certain things of getting that foot freedom back because it's helping reduce pain in other parts of the body. And it is it is foot freedom because if you put a shoe on your foot, you're limiting your I keep getting hung up on the right word to use. It's really important though. It's if you have 33 muscles in your foot, the instant you put that shoe on, you're now allowing for 5 or 10 of those muscles to go pretty much dormant yeah, or they're not firing. It's the same thing as if you walked around all day with an oven mitt on your hand. Not only yeah. are you reducing your proprioception and its exposure to the real world, but you're dampening all of those functions and it's not getting a real world experience. Your foot's not getting it either. And you have, uh, it's your feet and your hands have like the most receptors in your whole body for good yeah. reasons, good, good, uh, um, biological reasons, um, a ton of different reasons why that's so. So when you dampen those sensations, you're effectively, um, you're creating a barrier between you, and this is on a neurological level as well, you and the world around you. And that, that'll um, increase your, uh, that'll ramp up your compensations and allow you to be a little bit less sharp in how you react to the world, the ground, ev just everything. Just imagine walking around with oven mitts on all day. It's the same thing. Uh, with I really feet. like that analogy because, uh, we'll put it this way, like shoes on the feet, um, the oven mitts is so perfect. So if I have an oven mitt on all the time, I could put my hand on the hot stove and I'll never know that it, how hot it is. I could rest it on there. I just know that there is heat coming off. I just don't know the extent of how hot it is. I reach my hand in the oven and grab a hot tray. I understand it's hot and I can feel a little bit warmth, but I don't understand the degree of heat that is. If you do that long enough, you're going to forget what a hot stove feels like. You're, you know, you're going to forget feeling the heat when you put your hands in the oven because you're always covering them with mitts. It's the same exact thing for your foot. 
And at the same time, it's the same exact thing of always sitting in a chair at 90 degrees, of always being in those same five or six postures that we hang out throughout the day, you know? And when you see like the tour of Katie Bowman's house, like one idea that I'm totally stealing from her is that when you step into her house, she has river rocks right on the inside of her house. So you immediately walk into the house and your feet are meted by our are met by a texture, mm. a texture that they, they, you know, don't have like right outside their door in the sense that it's grass or pavement. So it's giving you some of that feedback. And when I was, uh, you know, one of the things that I've always wanted in planning on the renovations of my house is I always wanted a river rock bed at the bottom of my shower. I always wanted to stand on those. That's like, you know, that like very much spa like type of, atmosphere in some places where you have that texture yes it's for decor but it has a much better purpose so she has a lot of things in her house like by her standing deck our desk um things that put her feet on whether it's like slight little angles or balance boards or you know different yeah. textures that she has so if she's doing work at a computer her feet are not on perfectly flat hardwood or carpeted ground because once again we're creating feedback to the brain. We're stimulating it. We're getting those muscles to constantly work. So uh, one thing, obviously, is definitely, yes, try to sit at your coffee table. So Indian style, whatever style you want, that's one easy way to start implementing on your day-to-day -day life is eat your meals sitting on the ground. Another thing is find different texture. Excuse me. <coughs> Must be the coronavirus. COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, another one is finding texture that your feet could feel. So if that means, you know, find something simple or create a little bit of an angle and just hang out on it, like if you have a computer or a standing desk or something that your body has to step over every time you come in and out of your house. Like those river rocks are great because every time she comes in and out of her house, she has to walk over that. And it's not how long you do it for. It's the consistency that is so exactly, important. Exactly, exactly. Consistency that over time. Over time. Yeah, so not not having, if you have, go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, no, okay. go ahead. Yeah. It is, let's say your house is the way it is now and it doesn't look or sound like anything we're describing now. Let's say that for the sake of numbers, a walk through your house, through the front door, through every single room and going out the back door inputs or provides your body with, let's say 10 different stimuli, different stimuluses to your body that require you to only um, react in 10 different ways. And let's say your body has a max capacity of a thousand different ways of, of reacting. And now let's say that you sort of um, modify your home environment in a mindful way where you're providing more stimulus to your body. Every single time you walk in and out of your house and do that tour, you might be getting 50 or 200, let's say. Uh, yeah. I'm just throwing numbers out there. And the point of my injury, what you're saying is like, over time, <clears throat> doing these things daily is much better than try then getting them once a week when you hit the gym 
when you do that stretching, that long stretch once a week or that long mobilizing session once a week, a lot of the different stimulus that you're getting through a variety of different, maybe it's walking on your floor, maybe it's sitting down off your chair more, maybe you're forced to squat more in your house, or maybe you're forced, or maybe you hang from a pull-up bar occasionally, you skip steps on the staircase. We talked about a few of these things in the prior podcast, but all of that variety and that that frequency of, of um, movement, the variability of movement on a frequent basis, a daily, weekly basis, it's going to remove a lot of those aches and pains that you feel you need to spend extra time doing yoga to remove or doing the foam roller to remove or getting that massage. No offense, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a case of your every day, how you, how you take one step is how you take a thousand steps approach versus, um, I just want to keep being, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing because it feels comfortable and then go to the gym and take care of all those problems. Um, yeah. And so let's continue on with the path of other things we could do. Like, let's talk about, uh, we'll talk about bed too. So sleeping on a very firm mat that's thin, that's close to the ground. Uh, Closer so you, you don't have to like just shift your butt over at butt level to get into the bed. Maybe you need yeah. to crouch down. Like my bed is low to the floor on purpose, so I have to crouch down to get into it. Yeah. And uh, like, so all my beds, I don't have any, you know, they all pretty much match with straight on the ground in my house. And they've always uh, have been. Um but it's still, I have a, you know, 12 inch thick mattress, you know? So it's one thing, like I've always liked stiff mattresses. It always makes me feel better. And one thing I always tell clients is that if they have a back issue to throw a whole bunch of comforters on the ground and go to sleep on the ground, it'll help straighten that spine because it's nice and flat and your body's going to adapt and use its muscles that it needs to. But once we go to a, you know, a thinner mat, it'll help align our spine a little bit more. And at the same time, removing pillows. So how do we sleep if we remove a pillow? Well, you're going to be doing a pretty much a stretch that you're going to be doing in the gym. You know, if you bring that arm up like you're itching your back, you know, your hand over your shoulder like you're itching your back, and then rest your head on the bicep and the wrist or the bicep and the forearm. Use that as your pillow now. Now, once again, that stretch is gonna be hard for a lot of us because our shoulders are rolled forward. We're used to sitting on the desk or driving. So it's a bad position, but where do I start? How about, you know, you spend the first five or 10 minutes laying in bed without a pillow and just kind of, you might toss and turn a little bit, but what you're doing is you're hanging out in a position until it gets uncomfortable. So we're making change in the body. Now it gets uncomfortable, change it up. Now use the other arm. All right, that gets uncomfortable, change it up. Lay on your stomach. You might, when's the last time you did that? You know, a lot of people have a hard time either laying on their back or laying on their stomach. A lot of people are all side sleepers. Uh, so try and lay on your stomach. Have your head rotate in one direction and breathe. When that gets tired in your neck, rotate your head to the other direction. Lay on your back. Force yourself in those situations for maybe a minute, two minutes, or something like that for the first 10 minutes. Then once your body is kind of tired of seeing those positions, then grab your pillow and go to sleep. But the goal is, is that over time, once again, it's just like the river rocks uh, right by the door and just having it happen every single day, that you're going to build up 
enough time that, that those stretches are going to happen. Now your overhead position is going to feel better when you're pushing something up overhead, whether it's in the gym or not. Uh, your triceps are going to be a little more uh, stretched out because of that position of where your your body is and the way that you're sleeping. So it's these small little increments that you can make like at your bed, you know. And at the same time, if you take something like your kitchen, what can you do in your kitchen? Put your dishes in a bottom cabinet. So now when you get your dishes, you have to crouch down well below 90. Don't just bend over. Actually do a little bit of a squat or take a knee, take a little bit of a lunge maybe. Uh, force yourself in those positions and grab your dishes. You know, those lunges are going to be tough. But guess what? Maybe you only need to grab a couple dishes. So you only need to do one or two squats a day or one or two lunges a day. But you do one or two a day times 365 days and you did over a thousand of them when before you didn't have to do anything. It's that yeah. eye level. It's that comfort level. It's that... It's, yeah, so I mean, yeah. over time, and I, I, we have the, I mean, psychologically, we want to have, let's say, the chair or the couch in our house. It's it's just it's a sense. It's like a symbol of comfort now at this point. And then physically, we want to have it there also because our body craves that familiar sort of optimal range of motion, that familiar geometry to sit in. It feels sort of like ah, this feels this feels okay. this is what I'm used to, and. Now, o- over time, when you start to move differently in your home, you're not going to need these things as much. And what happened with me was I got rid of them over time, got rid of tables, chairs, lowered things to the ground, p- pretty much sit down on the floor exclusively 24-7 in my house. And removing furniture, it, it gives you more space and I think feng shui. Yeah. You know, it, yep. so there's a lot of ways to decorate your house, your environment. Again, bring it back. We are our environment, right? So if your environment is cluttered and your floors, you don't have any room on your floors, it feels like, um, and yeah, I am kind of telling everyone what they feel like too. I, I understand. That, but <laughs> it feels like your, your walls are sort of pressing in on you and, Removing some of this furniture gives you space. It makes you feel a bit more relaxed, like you have more freedom in your house. So along with that, along with this sort of sense of freedom, this uh, freedom to move, the choice to sit isn't there anymore. And your body will adapt to this this new environment of, hey, there's a floor. I'm just going to sit on the floor. It's going to become instinctual. Um, removing You remove paints, you remove toxins from the home when you have less furniture, less... Uh, less unnecessary furniture that, that, that forces you to feel like you need to sit all the time or, or lay down or whatever have you. It's also cheaper because you're not buying furniture and you might even sell some of your stuff and make some money off yep. of it as well. Um, and it's also, it's, it's a change. It's a change of your environment. A lot of people get excited about, Hey, I want to like, everybody likes to decorate their house, right? They like to put new stuff in this room and paint that room it's a similar thing with, with this as well. I mean, you can change your environment and it's uh, it's provides a different sort of welcoming appearance when you come home as well. Things are, are switched around and it makes you feel good. You just feel different when you come, when you switch things around in your home. Yeah. That's sort of a Western take on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it really is. You know, like in, in my house in general, I don't, I don't have much, you know, like I was talking about 
too, and I, I have tons of free space, and uh, it's nice for once. In my in my house that I had in Arizona, it was just loaded with this massive entertainment system that... And I grew up you, in a house that had stuff everywhere. Yeah, it, you just, it allows you to, more shelving allows you to acquire more stuff to shove on them there, and the more dusting you need to do, more work you need to take care of it, and so on and so forth, you know? And, you know, we can even dive into a little bit of, besides, like, lowering your dishes or, you know, changing the way that you sit or thinking about different ways that you sleep without a pillow and, uh, you know, all that other stuff. Another thing, like, I got rid of the internet at my house probably almost a year ago. (gasps) Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it's one thing, you know, two purposes. One... If I had the internet in my house, I could find an excuse to watch something on a TV. Stay inside. You know, stay inside and stuff like that. And two, at the same time, being in the military, we had these these boxes inside of our vehicle that blasted out radiation. You know, we were blasting out 5G radiation um, well before 5G is, you know, was around. But, But even, like, below that... There was a lot of like health concerns in general that they talked about with that. Uh, And when you have, yeah, like, oh yeah, frequencies, yeah, Yeah. electromagnetic frequencies that are going on and stuff like that. And, you know, without that going on in my house all day long, that's another thing too, that you don't even realize the amount of things that can stimulate your brain that you might not even realize that are doing it. And they now have these boxes that allow you to set your timer on like to shut your Wi-Fi off in your house. So you would shut your Wi-Fi off at your house right. at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. So the brain is not receiving these waves all night long that are signaling and maybe stimulating yourself. It's uh, going to reduce your screen time that you have from looking at your phone or something like that because, you know, uh, you're not going to be tempted to do that. And, uh, you know, I have a t- one TV in my house now and it's in the back far corner of my house. Um and I like it because, you know, I still have a TV, so if I need to watch something or if I do want to watch a movie or play a video game, I still can. But it's not, th- like, I'm not leaving my bedroom and walking down my stairs and there's this massive TV with Wi-Fi and all, you know, they're just not there. My house, when people come into my house, which <laughs> Uh, not too many people go to my house in general, but uh, when they do, when you walk into my house, it's a couch and a table. You, you know, there's there's not there's nothing there. And, if and you your go, dogs use the couch. Yeah, and then it's my dogs are actually the ones on the couch. And then if you go into my you know dining room, living room, it's just a piano. Yeah. You know, there's just a piano in there, and then I have yep. another room that's entirely empty. And like, there's my I legitimately. So my, my house, I, I have, have nothing in there except for two coffee tables, yeah, a couch. People like to hear what our house. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I have three the, beds that sit on the floor for my three yeah. bedrooms that I have in my in my house. I have yeah. two couches. I have two coffee tables, mm-hmm. one dining room table, three chairs that I got at Goodwill. Yeah. And that's that's all the furniture that I have. I don't have a bookcase in there. I don't mm-hmm. have. Uh, you know, I have stuff stacked in like the closet or in the shed, which and I need to go when through. I come into your house, I feel a sense of freedom. And sometimes I'm like just breaking out in some mobility on the floor when you're like just talking or whatever. And it's just how we operate. Yeah. You know what I mean, and but if your environment doesn't allow for that, then it doesn't you're not going to feel encouraged and maybe have that confidence to just do it. 
especially if you have a relationship with somebody like you and I do, where we just value movement so much that it, do it doesn't really matter where you are, to be honest with you. You could just, just freaking move. I mean, you feel better as a result. You have fun doing it. So your environment will um, help cultivate this, your, your movement practice if you're somebody who actually is like a practitioner. And it will also just help, help in pain reduction, give you just a better quality of life in general. A furnitureless house will improve your quality of life in general. I said it. Yeah. There we go. So right. if you're a person who definitely works with a lot of pains in your body, uh, this is something that I would definitely take a look at. You know, like I, I would obviously like, man, if you have a hard time getting up and out of your couch, you, that's a really good reason to get on the ground because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. now getting in and out of the couch is going to be easy if you have to get up and down out of the ground. You that, know, and that's just the way it is, folks. Yeah. And we want to try to cut corners on what you just said, and it just doesn't work. You can't take a pill to, to make to fix that problem you're having. Yeah. You, you, you keep it. on going to the doctor just, and they keep on doing things for you, but we're just putting a Band-Aid over the, the wound. Yeah. It's, not, it's not actually yeah. healing it, you know? Uh, a couple of tips I have is I cut off the... I cut off the um, the feet on my living room table. So it's like, I don't know, what, 12 inches high, something yeah. like that. So you basically sit at the table in the living room. I got rid of my dining room table, so now it's all open space. Mm -hmm. And I have I have bolsters around. I've got an Arex pad, a BOSU ball, a, a roller if you want it, a PVC pipe if you want it. And those all, um, when, you're, when you walk in and you see them, it's sort of like a safe invitation to like, okay, if, I'm going to sit on this floor because, and if I get tired or my body starts to hurt, I can just grab one of these, these bolsters over here. You know, I call it, they're called bolsters. They're also exercise tools, whatever you want to, whatever you want to use for a bolster. I've also got some cushions in the corner. My dog sits on them. I've got, um, a small little like round, um, seat where you can get up on it, but you have no back on it. So it forces you to sit upright and you can sit Indian style on it if you want. I got um, no chairs in the kitchen. There's a kitchen table, but there's a stool that I'll squat on occasionally if I'm at the counter for a long time or whatever. Or um, I also have like a foot rocker on my staircase. So if you see it, it's there. I just stretch my calf. It's like, oh, I haven't done that in like uh, two months. I better stretch my damn calf. <laughs> you know, yeah. your environment is you and you are your environment. The more that I have these things around, it's not clutter. These are healthcare tools. This, this is allowing me for a better quality of life. And this is how you should view it. You know, my bed in my, my room, there's a bed and that's it. And there's a bureau and the bed is low to the floor. You get up and you get down to get in and out of the bed. And Katie Bowman talks about crawling in and out of your bed. That, that's, a, that's not a bad thing to do occasionally. Roll out of bed and maybe crawl to the edge and then crawl down, squat, and then get out of bed. Yeah, and as always, we're not telling you that you need to go and throw all your furniture out. And <laughs> it throw sounds it like we're telling you. Yeah, it's not, like, not, you need yeah. to get rid of everything now. No, it's just uh, you can keep the house that you live in. Just try to implement uh, a couple different things, you know. Uh, we just have the luxury, and maybe it is a luxury, maybe it's not a luxury, but we we've just believe in the importance of movement so much that this is the way that we want to do it and this is the way that we want to live like and we've seen the rewards yeah, we've felt them exactly. too that's the important thing exactly and and that's why we like bring this stuff up you know um but you know take it with every little step of the way that you want to do it but just creating something you know there are you could even like look on Amazon they have chairs that do have backs that sit directly on the ground Start with those. Those are great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like you, you still, you still want to be able to lean back. You know, there's a you, whole industry out there. Companies that sell quote unquote 
furniture that allow for more movement, sort of like pogo stick seats that you can just retract and carry wherever you go. Yep. If you want to sit down on one of those, it still allows for some oscillation. You're still being forced to be mindful of, of like staying upright. It's not allowing you to just passively sit down and just shut off all your functions. And that is important sometimes yeah. to do that as well. But we're, we're talking about a furnitureless house. so. And one thing like really cool is going through like massage school that they didn't have desks. Like you could break out one of the desks that if you wanted to, but they That's were cool. shoved in the corner. They had mats and they had foam blocks, but they allowed yeah. you that when you're learning to lay on the ground, to sit. And, and it was so good to see that an entire school it was based around that movement. It wasn't just like, hey, we're here to teach you massage. No, they lived the lifestyle because it was like that. There's a meditation room with singing bowls that we would go and sit on, like that, sit yeah. around. Like they, they provide that environment. And it was definitely something, you know, four years ago when I went through that, that also kind of brought up the idea of, hey, this, this feels, this makes me feel a lot better. You know, not only am I getting massages every week, but I'm, learning for eight hours you know two days a week three days a week in uh, an environment that allows me to like get a lacrosse ball and as i'm learning i'm smashing out my calves or i can do those mo that mobility work yes. and it's not it's being right like for what is this person doing you know it was accepted right. and understand that like you're taking care of your body and through and through so uh either way it's just just a couple things that you can try so kind of a little recap uh you know, find yourself sitting at a low coffee table to try and have a meal once a day. Sit on the ground a little bit more. Uh, change up your position in bed. You know, try to go to sleep without a pillow to start. Maybe spend the first five, ten minutes in bed laying on your stomach if you don't. Lay on your back. You know, change your position up. Try and find some new movement. And then start adapting your environment of your house to a way that allows you to get down to the ground a little bit more and stand up. And if it's hard, that's awesome. That means we're doing something and we're making change. You know, that's what we want. Uh, but play around with it. There's no right or wrong way to sit, to lay, to stand. Just uh, kind of create that freedom of that movement. Be creative and start playing with your movement. Beautiful. That's it. Hope you guys got something from this. And um, Well, you're back next week. We'll be, yeah, we will be back next week. Thank you. Cheers.